D-S-N-Y. We're back. Episode 98 of the Bleacher Creatures Yankees podcast presented by Elite Sports New York, Crossing Broad, Warwick Gaming, and XL Media. As always, brought to you by Rivercrest NYC. We made it. The offseason is officially over. Spring training is officially over. Yankees baseball is officially back. And we lost the first game of the year. But we're still back. Yeah, but here's here's the problem I have. Like last week, we literally were like, okay, just just shut it down. There's a week left, you know, like no, no need for any mysterious injuries to pop up or things to happen. And that's exactly what happened. And I was sitting there like, oh my God, did we jinx it? Did we jinx it? Yeah, I I mean. When are they going to listen to us? When are the Yankees going to realize that we know everything and they know nothing? Should just shut it down for the end of spring training, forfeit four games in a row. We almost lost Clint Frazier. We lost Luke Voigt. I mean, like, what are we doing, guys? The, the one thing, the only thing that has stopped us from winning a World Series in the last three years has been the health of the team. Just stay healthy and everything's going to be fine. We just can't do that. They just, they refuse. They refuse to stay healthy. They're like, no, we're just going to continue going out there and we're going to play our hardest in games that don't matter. And then, you know, when the regular season comes around, like, you know what? Maybe we'll play half a season. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah, We thought Clint Frazier got hurt sliding into second base. Like, hey, Clint, just take the out, man. Don't slide. We don't, we don't need that right now. This is a spring training game. You know, these don't count, right? Well, listen, we said it last week and they didn't listen and therefore things happened. Um, very, very sad things, but it kind of helped to shape out the roster and everything like that. And really, I, to be honest, there were no surprises for me until like as to who was going to be on the roster. No, and and maybe maybe Lucas Lickey was a sort of surprise because, you know, three weeks ago, four weeks ago, Lucas Lickey was like, hey, he had a couple good spring training outings. I mean, we're never going to see this guy again, but hey, he did okay. And now it's like, oh, maybe we're going to throw Lucas Lickey in the ninth inning of this game today. He was warming up. He was ready to go. And that was just like, oh, that feels so wrong to have Lucas Lickey getting warm for the ninth inning on opening day, no less. Opening day, the first game of the season. Ninth inning, we're like, who are we going to turn to? We already burned Chad Green. We got nobody else. Okay, Lucas Lickey, start throwing. All right, I, I guess you want to talk about the game today now. I mean, that's honestly the most, the best part, because how can you not talk about baseball being back? Regardless of the loss, there were a lot of issues, of course, things to work out, but there's 161 games to do so. We just have to remember that. But at the same time, it was just so nice to see real baseball and fans and have the energy back on our TVs. Yeah. And there was a whole, you know, something that we wouldn't have gotten last year because of no fans. There was a whole occurrence out with the bleacher creatures with the home run guy, Zach Hampel. We hate Zach Hampel. That guy's the worst. He's just a grown man just chasing fly balls for a living. And it's, it's not even getting paid to do it. He's just doing it for fun. I hate that guy. Uh, but that's like, that's that side storyline that we didn't get last year. This is like 
like the Tommy Canely Madden League, we wouldn't have gotten because Lindsay Adler can't actually be in the clubhouse. It's all Zoom interviews. We don't get those. This is the fun stuff that we love to talk about. We can just we can go on and on about oh Gary Sanchez hit a home run and John Carlos Stanton struck out three times. We can go on and on about that, and nobody is going to give. Yeah, we will, of course, and nobody's going to give a shit about our opinion on those matters. People come to us for the fun stuff. We like talking about the fun stuff. That's what we're here to do. And it wasn't a very fun situation that got Zach Campbell in a fight with the Bleach Creatures. But our boy Keith McPherson came to his defense. He smoothed it all over. And we love Keith. Keith the Peacemaker. Truly. I mean, to be completely honest, that guy's the best. Plus, he's a Cowboys fan, too. So, like, I totally, totally respect every ounce of his being. But, yeah, there were some... Having fans in the stands was definitely different, I'm sure, for the players, too. Um, you know, but just just hearing cheers, hearing boos, um, seeing some guy try and steal the ball out of Aaron Judge's glove. Uh, like, what are you doing? Guy? <laughs> like, what, what could you possibly stand to gain? What is that ball going to do for you? What is that going to do for your life that you have to reach onto the field and try to steal it from Aaron Judge? Do you realize how strong Aaron Judge is? If he wants to give you the ball, he'll give it to you, but you are not going to wrestle it away from this man. Yeah, that was weird. I watched that live and I was like, what is that guy doing? And then everyone was like going on Twitter, like, oh my gosh, this is exactly what happened. He tried to steal the ball from him. And I was like, oh my God. He did. Yeah. And this is like, this is like when, when a player goes down the right field line and Aaron judge is trying to reach into the stands to get a ball. And you see that one fan who's just, he has no awareness of the situation. Doesn't realize that Aaron judge has a play on the ball and he like reaches out and gets in his way, but it was a foul ball. So you can't call fan interference. And it was a disaster, an absolute disaster waiting to happen. Well, listen, let me tell you this. Uh, maybe having less fans and a smaller capacity is better because we can weed out the stupid ones, the ones that we don't want back in the stadium that are going to do things like that. Because this guy should not be allowed back in the stadium when there's only a certain number of people allowed in the stadium. Like, I think there are better behaved people that could easily take his spot. So you know what? I feel like it's strike three for that guy. Get him out of there. I don't like it. Yeah, and there was also a guy behind home plate where like if there was if there was a Yankees fan stereotype, it's this guy. This guy is the Yankees fan stereotype. He was laying into the ump on every close pitch, freaking out. And uh, to be fair, some of them were misses. The ump was was giving them the outside corner a lot, and I didn't love that. But this guy was letting him hear it. And I just I can't imagine like last year. That's just something that went completely unnoticed. Nobody gave the ump, you know, nobody was mad at the umpires except the players, of course, but nobody from the stands was like screaming at them. You can't, can't eject a fan. Well, I guess you can, but who's actually going to do that? But you can't eject a fan for saying, hey, ump, you suck. Like, it's easy. It's easy. And that's that's one of those things that I really miss, just seeing this guy behind home plate losing his mind on every close pitch that didn't go the Yankees way. Even ones that weren't that close, he was still losing his mind. It was hysterical. baseball's back baseball totally 100 back uh we got a first garrett cole yeah we got a first garrett cole action of the regular season uh wasn't wasn't as sharp as he is gonna be in mid-season form but you know it's the first game of the year the fastball kind of the velocity was a little down towards the end of the game he still threw a few up towards 97 but i, I caught a couple at 95 too didn't love to mm-hmm. see that 
Um, but I mean, he pitched pretty well, took that mistake to Teoscar Hernandez, a slider that could not possibly be more center cut. I mean, it was literally middle, middle as possible. Yeah. They posted from the game day uh, feed and they were like, this is exactly where that pitch was located. And it was smack dab right in the middle, right in the sweet spot. Yeah. And of course, Teoscar Hernandez hit it to Westchester. That's how it goes. But I mean, not, not a bad day for Garrett Cole, five and a third, eight strikeouts, five hits, two earned. It's not bad. It's not a bad day at the office. Mm -hmm. No, absolutely not. Uh, Eight Ks. I mean, he, of course, allowed a home run, which obviously Yankee fans don't want to see. But quite honestly, when you make a mistake like that, if it's not hit out of the park, then you are not a good player. Let's let's, (laughs) let's just say that. Yeah, it's fair. And uh, I'll be honest, I was getting a little, little stressed about his K count because, uh, part of my duties for elite sports, New York, I do the betting previews and I wrote a betting preview for the Yankees today, including three player props. Two of them were Garrett Cole under eight and a half strikeouts and, uh, over one and a half runs. So both of those hit the only one I missed on was John Carlos Stanton hitting a home run because he struck out three times today. Not ideal. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, one of the other things too today that was really interesting to me was just kind of really getting a look at the bullpen and what they're going to be doing in these games moving forward. Cause it's not like this game was a blowout. It's not like they were behind by a lot. It's not like they were ahead by a lot. It was a pretty close game the entire time. It was a tie game. Um, so obviously when you take Garrett Cole out, the first person they went to Chad green, um, that was a little bit shocking that. to me. That, that was a little bit I shocking. I expected to that, to be honest. I don't know. Like Chad Green over the years, um, obviously, I, I think I see what you're saying where you're expecting him to come in later in the game, um, you know, to save him later. But to be honest, that was a good test for him. I mean, he came in with a runner on. He needed two outs. He got two outs with one pitch. Um, and then he ended up pitching uh, another inning and a third and only allowed one hit. So a good outing for Chad Green, of course. Um, Luizaga came out uh, an inning, no hits, one strikeout. Um, he also covered first base. Always a scary time, but he did it. Got the outs. And then it was really cool to see Darren O'Day because I wasn't really sure. I forgot what he pitched like because I never really watched the spring training game. So Seeing like the, the um, kind of, I don't even know what you call it. It's not really like, a, it's not a sidearm. It's, it's like submarine. Right, right, exactly. So seeing that was was pretty sweet. And actually one of my friends texted me and he's like, um, yeah, I thought this guy was terrible because he was on the Orioles for so many years, but his stuff has movement and it's good. And I was pretty impressed. Yeah, you with that. better yeah. have movement if you're throwing 85 <laughs> miles per hour on the heater. Right, that, thing, exactly. that thing better dance. <laughs> exactly. So I was very interested to see the way that they kind of uh, use the bullpen today uh, because Garrett Cole obviously didn't give them seven innings, which I don't think they would have expected him to anyway in his first start of the no, season. No they chance. were looking to keep him at the same pitch count that they ended spring training on, which I think was like 84. Um, but I liked the way they utilized the bullpen. It was interesting, and it kind of was nice to see them do well to start off the season. Of course, Nick Nelson uh, gave up the winning run, but, you know, he also had a runner on second. Which question, one of my friends asked me this as well. Um, in terms of the runner on second in the extra innings, does that count towards ERA, or is that an entirely different stat? I have to I have to go back and look at the rules to be sure, but I'm pretty sure 
it counts as an RBI, not an earned run for the pitcher, but I think it counts as a run. Like I think I think it does count as a run, but not an earned run. And I I think they just like like assume that he got there on an error or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's it's confusing and it's stupid. It's stupid to have the runner on second rule because that nobody nobody enjoyed that today. Nobody like nobody got to the tenth inning today and was like, oh thank. God, we start this this inning with a runner on second. Thank God, this is awesome. Even when the Yankees were up with with down one run, Aaron Judge on second base. Aaron Judge, he can run a little bit. You're feeling pretty good about his chances to score with the heart of the Yankees lineup coming up. Say, yeah, no, I'm so glad that Aaron Judge is starting on second base. No, nobody said that. Nobody. Yeah, it just brings me back to my softball days. Um, but to be completely honest, you know, obviously the. Um, the Blue Jays took advantage of it right away. Um, you know, they brought in the run pretty quickly, and then obviously uh, everything else was shut down. Um, Nick Nelson struck out the next three guys in a row. Uh, but when you kind of like go into it a little bit more, it just, I know they're trying to speed up the game, but at the same time, it just doesn't feel authentic, which I know you know. Um, it just, it doesn't. Like the Blue Jays, and the Yankees, to be completely honest, today really had barely any success with runners in scoring position if the Blue Jays even got people in scoring position. The Yankees definitely did. They just could not convert. But it just feels like, a, okay, like you're playing bad. So here's a reward for you. I Yeah, I will what? say that is that is my biggest fear for the 2021 Yankees that and 2020, we kind of fixed this a little bit, 2019, a little bit. Once we got DJ LeMayhew, the hitting with runners and scoring position got a little bit better. My greatest fear is that we go back to not hitting with runners and scoring position. Like we did today. And I know it's an overreaction. It's only one game. It's one game of 162. I'm trying not to overreact, but like we had a lot of opportunities today. We should have blown this game open. And we just we couldn't push a runner across, even with with Mike Talkman at third. He steals mm-hmm. second base. He steals third base as a pinch runner. And we have him at third base and DJ LeMayhew at the plate. They have many, less than two outs, always less a good than two thing. outs. Yeah, less than two outs. And you think this is an automatic run. Mike mm-hmm. Talkman is going to score because DJ LeMayhew puts the ball in play and he just he hits it right to Kevin Biggio, who makes a great play on his to his credit, he made a great play, a perfect throw to home plate to get Mike Talkman early enough. And that's just, you hate to see it break down that way. But DJ LeMahieu, like all of last year, all of 2019, mm-hmm. you see him take that the opposite way, at least up yeah. the middle so that you get that run across. And mm-hmm. it's just, you didn't see it today. And I, I'm trying not to overreact, but I'm, I'm very worried. I'm very worried about that. Yeah, that was uh, that was definitely a frustrating play. Just in general, he hit it to the one place that you just cannot hit it to. <laughs> yeah, know? literally the only guy on the field who right. could possibly get Mike Talkman out, except exactly. maybe the pitcher. But exactly, like, and and of course, like they had the momentum. They had Talkman stealing second. They had him going to third. He got lucky that the uh, the catcher bobbled the ball, so he didn't even have a throw. Um, but he was making things happen, and that also made me feel good for him too, because he was one of the guys that was on the cusp of not even making the roster, and he goes out there, not even and, not making the roster. We were going to have to trade him, right? Exactly, exactly. And um, you know, he came out and he did what he's supposed to do, and he set the Yankees up for success. And you know. Obviously, DJ was 0 for 4 today. Um, obviously, not his best game. Um, he actually almost had one of his signature DJ hits, and of course, uh, that got robbed. So that was 
not fun to watch either, but you know, he's going to figure it out in general. Like I, I feel like he's way too good of a hitter to kind of let that sit with him and he's a robot. So he's going to just continue to work, work, work. He's probably in the cages right now. Um, working on his swing. I can yeah, guarantee he's, he's going to be totally fine. I'm not, I'm yeah. not worried about him at all. I will say I am so happy for Mike Talkman to come into that spot and do his job really well. I'm a little surprised that it wasn't Tyler Wade though, uh, especially because by putting Mike Talkman in, you had to empty the entire bench just to fill the the defensive replacements. When, I mean, if you just put Tyler mm-hmm. Wade in instead of Mike Talkman, you at least have one more guy on the bench who right. I, would be Talkman. And that's maybe, you know, maybe that's a spot that comes up and you say, we'd rather have a lefty against a righty here. And we still mm-hmm. have Mike Talkman on the bench. So let's do that. I don't know who in the outfield you would take out for Mike Talkman because at that point, it's the only move you can make. But Tyler Wade, like that's your speed guy. If, you're, if your right. play is to steal a base, it's Tyler Wade. That's your guy. But they went with Mike Talkman. It worked anyway. Right. Quite honestly, maybe it was even a bit of reverse psychology because once Tyler Wade gets out there, you know he's stealing. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's slide steps and pickoff attempts all day. Right, exactly. So, I mean, you very well could set yourselves up for failure with that. But Talkman, I, I really like the way he was aggressive. Um, you know, got a really good jump, really good slide. Uh, and, of course, their catcher is not Gary Sanchez. So it just, you know, it works. But, yes, I see what you're saying. And um, I was kind of hoping for a Brett Gardner pinch hit appearance um, for Clint Frazier because wouldn't it have been so beautiful if he came in and hit a walk-off home run? Oh, my God. Like the stories, the headlines, all of it. I, I almost cried, like, thinking about this. I was just sitting there. And he and didn't even husband, get in that bat. <laughs> No, and my boyfriend came in and he's like, "Are you are you gonna cry?" And I was like, "No, no nothing's happening. No, we're fine." And then I'm, and I'm then just realized, daydreaming about Brett Gardner pinch hitting. It's you know it is what it is. And then I realized they put him in for Clint Frazier um, as a pinch runner, and I was like, "Uh, wait, did I miss this?" And everyone's tweeting at me, so I missed it. I was thinking, I was daydreaming. That's why. <laughs> Yeah, well, that'll that'll kind of launch us into talking about some of the stuff that went right today. The fun yes. stuff, the things yeah, that we're stuff. excited about. We're no longer angry. Number one, first and foremost, Gary Sanchez, my man, Gary. So proud of him. Um, you know, quite honestly, as I, I had tweeted this earlier, but this whole game was just set up to be this monumental, like Gary Sanchez had a terrible 2020. Everyone's questioning whether he should be the starting catcher. Everyone is questioning, you know, if they should keep him, if they should trade him, what they should do with him, yada, yada. And like, imagine he just comes out the first game of the season of the 2021 season, hits a home run in his um, first at bat on the first pitch, um, works a walk. He, you know, got an infield single and he was playing really well behind the plate. He stopped a lot of pitches. He gunned down the runner at second, perfect throw. And I mean, it just was like set up to be this Gary Sanchez game. I was just waiting for Gary Sanchez to to just crush a walk-off home run on his first at bat in the ninth inning. But alas, apparently I'm not a very good story writer because every story I want to write, no one else wants to write. I wrote that too. I I even tweeted it. I went so far as to tweet it that all I wanted right now was a Gary Sanchez walk-off homer. And of course they pitched around him. They walked him. They were like, no, we can't have that. Not today. Not today. Because this was the perfect game for Gary Sanchez to bounce back from the 2020 season because they kept mentioning it in the broadcast the entire day. 
the very last thing that could happen to Gary Sanchez is to get off to a slow start. We can't have that this year. We can't have him questioning his confidence and his abilities this early on in the season. It just can't happen. Mm -hmm. So to get off today, he goes two for three, the two run homer that accounted for both of our runs. The only two Mm -hmm. runs of the day off the bat of Gary Sanchez and a walk. I mean, this was, and, and the caught stealing and the blocked balls, like this was Gary Sanchez's perfect opening day. And I loved every second of it. Agreed. I really enjoyed watching because he looked like he was actually having fun out there. Um, And especially defensively. And these are the little things that not everyone notices. Um, But, you know, his he was blocking balls behind the plate. He was keeping things in front of him. Obviously we know that Garrett Cole typically throws the Kyle Higashioka, but they wanted to try with Gary Sanchez to see how things would go. And I mean, quite honestly, I think it went pretty well. Um, early on in the game, it, it looked like Garrett Cole's sliders were just getting away from him and they switched over to, uh, I know that they had mentioned this on the broadcast who switched over to a few changeups in a row. And they're like, that's just weird. But at the same time, it got him settled back into his role and, he got the job done. So kudos to the two of them, but especially to Gary Sanchez. Yeah. And this is something that I'll always fall back on. CC Sabathia could not have been more profoundly impressed with Gary Sanchez's work behind the plate when he was pitching because and we know CC, he threw a lot of junk when Gary Sanchez was around. It was all backdoor cutters, front foot sliders. It was all of that. And Gary Sanchez did a great job for him. And CC always says, Gary calls a great game. Gary knows what he's doing back there. And last season was just too small of a sample size to get to the point where we're saying Kyle Higashioka is Gary Cole's personal catcher. The only reason that Gary Cole was throwing to Kyle Higashioka in the postseason was because Gary Sanchez sucked all year. He was just not good enough to be in that position. He was a liability Mm -hmm. to the team. And we said early on, these guys have to work together. And sure, maybe last year, part of it was that Garrett Cole sometimes can get off to a slow start because, I mean, he's a horse. He's got 200 innings to throw for us this year. He's not going to throw his best bullets in the first five. So we have to give him a little bit of time to get into it. And then let's see over the summer how well he and Gary Sanchez are working together. And I think it's going to be fantastic. I think we're going to completely forget about all the talk of Kyle Higashioka being his personal catcher. And we're just going to go back to Kyle Higashioka, the regular backup catcher. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, I was uh, I was so very impressed with Gary Sanchez today. And, you know, obviously he has a lot to prove. Um, so one game shouldn't mean the entire season, but... If his entire season looks like that one game, I'd be very, very content. Yeah, I'd be pretty happy with what is this? Let's take a look here. A 667 average and a 2417 OPS. I think you can do that for the whole year. That seems like a reasonable goal for him. Yes. Oh, absolutely. I agree. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's just just get off to the good start, man. Going down to the Dominican Winter League, playing well in spring training, just get your feet back under you, get off to a good start. I I mean, I could not be more excited to see Gary Sanchez for the next couple of weeks just kind of find himself again. Yeah, I I, I can't wait to see what's in store for that. Um, Obviously, the game didn't end uh, like we had hoped today, but I really would have loved to see um, it kind of be Gary's calling card, you know, just to be like, this is this is what I still can do, guys. I'm still here. And, you know, he he did prove that today. He didn't need a walk off to do that. But um, yeah, I mean, we're just gonna have to keep an eye on him moving forward. And hopefully he keeps that up. So fingers crossed cautiously. 
Yeah, and the other guy who had a pretty good game today, Clint Frazier, had a couple singles and a walk. I'm pretty mm-hmm. happy with what I saw from him. I will say one of those singles was a pretty cheap single where he just happened to beat out Vladdy Jr. falling off the bag. Then that's they ruled it a single. Yeah. It was a pretty generous single, but I'm going to take that if I'm Clint Frazier. That's another guy who's if you had to pick the two most important people to get off to a hot start in this Yankee lineup, it's Gary Sanchez and Clint Frazier. Mm-hmm. Gary Sanchez because he had a terrible 2020 season and Clint Frazier because this is him now. This is all mm-hmm. him. Left field is his job. Yeah. So this is it's your time to, to lose. It's his to lose. And this is your time to prove that you belong here. So get it going early. Prove that this is your spot and it's going to stay your spot all year. Absolutely. Um, Yes. uh, Clint Frazier did very well today. Uh, You know, he didn't do anything huge like Gary, you know, with the two run home run and everything, but he did what he had to do to get on base and set his team up for success. So um, happy for him as well. And like you said, it is his position to lose. So this is all his. So I'm excited to see him moving forward too. Um, obviously I'm excited to see all of them, but at the same time, like I'm excited in different ways for each person, I guess. Yeah, we all, we have our personal storylines that we want to see for, for every player. We want to see Aaron judge finally stay healthy and win an MVP. Those are pretty high aspirations. Clint Frazier, be comfortable out there. Show them that you belong different bar, but also very excited to see if he reaches that bar. Right. Exactly. Um, Yeah. And, you know, one of the other things I wanted to discuss real quick is I I got the Yes Network app so I could watch the game. Um, I'm using my Red Sox boyfriend's father's login. So thank you, Lance. I appreciate it. Um, He doesn't know, Um, but he did text. uh, He he knows now. He knows now. He, he won't listen. But, <laughs> no, he texted today and he was like, the Yankees lose. And I was like, well, great. Here we go. <laughs> Joke's know. on you. I used your login. I'm using your account. <laughs> um, anyway, but MLB streams on Reddit is no more. I he I know nothing about that. I, I didn't hear that at all today. The, it's no more? The things that I heard today or that the Yes Network app was having some problems, and that, more importantly, MLB TV in general was just, like, down. It wasn't down for me. I had no problem with it. I was watching multiple games all day, and it was fine. But apparently, people on the West Coast were like, I can't even turn on the games right now. This is terrible. So that's that's not good. On opening day, day one, the day where everybody wants to watch baseball, you can't even get it on your television. Bad Mm -hmm. look. Bad look. Right. Right. No. And especially when there's literally games every single half hour, like <laughs> there's so many games going on. Uh, interesting. No, I actually did look at MLB uh, TV today because I was curious as to whether I should invest, um, which it sounds like I probably should anyway, uh, just because if they lose a couple more games, I'm going to relate it to the whole Red Sox, like, mm, you know, um, voodoo there. So I might have to do that, but I don't know. I want it to work. I want to make sure it works. You know, I don't, th- I I don't think to- you're going to be able to get the Yankees on MLB TV. Why? I think you're going to be in a blackout zone. I have, I have a friend in Buffalo and he wanted to get into baseball. And I was like, that's great, man. Why don't you use my MLB TV login? And he was like, well, I can't watch the Yankees or the Mets. I'm in a blackout zone. I was like in Buffalo. Yeah. In but Buffalo. I'm straight, I'm straight north from the city. I'm like, well, not straight north. I'm like 
northwest slightly, okay? I'm I'm like three hours away. I mean, you can't get any further within the state of New York from New York City than Buffalo. That's as far as it gets. I know because I I've been to Buffalo. I know exactly how long it takes to get there. And if Buffalo is a blackout zone for the Yankees and the Mets, there is no chance that you Where are not in a blackout there? zone. The Indians? The Indians and the Pirates? I don't I don't think he even gets I don't think he even gets those either. Because the weird thing about MLB TV is that wherever their cable, like the team's cable channel reaches, that's a blackout zone. So I know there's like there's one area, I think it's in like Iowa for no reason that's like there's like eight teams blacked out in that area and if those eight teams aren't playing each other that's I mean that's like eight full games a day out of half the games you can't even watch so why would you ever buy MLB TV if you live in like this 200 mile radius well that's pretty shitty actually makes me very upset because and blackout restrictions I'm quite literally I'm in, uh, I'm in barely up. I'm in central New York. I'm not that far away. Oh yeah. Yeah. You definitely can't watch it. It's going to be less expensive or easier. you might, you might even be blacked out from the Red Sox. Ooh, good. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, it might just be easier if I literally drove down to every game. I mean, there's no other way, right? Yeah. I think that's just, it's going to be what it is. Okay. I'll stick. And with you're going to have to go on the, you're going to have to go on the road too. You're going to have to go out to Seattle for the games too. All right, I'll stick with this bad Red Sox voodoo, but like, listen, if it starts to get bad, I don't know what I'm going to have to do. I'm just going to have to cut myself off from all possible ways of watching the Yankees because I don't want to be the reason the Yankees don't win. We can set you up with like a lawn chair on top of the four train while it's going past the stadium. You just get a glimpse every every half hour or so. Perfect. Can I like just, you know, is there like a pole that I could like, be tied to like the chair so I don't fall. I was like, we'll tape it down. We got duct tape. I don't no, <laughs> I don't I don't think that's gonna work. <laughs> but regardless, I guess the only way to watch the Yankees is to actually go. Yeah, guess so. Uh do you have anything else for the for the Yankees in the one game that we've seen? Uh let's see. Intros were great. I loved every minute of it. Just seeing Luke Voigt so coming sweet. out on a crutch. Luke Voigt coming out on a crutch really, really got me. Like in in my heart, it just got me. I was like, "Oh my god, I forgot this is serious." And yeah, it's he like was crutch there, serious. That's like a, a partially torn meniscus. Like like I've known people who have partially torn meniscus, and they just like walk around in padded sneakers. They just get like they get like a boot. And that supports mm-hmm. them. No, like Luke Voigt's out here on a crutch. He can barely walk, but he just has to be out on that line for the right. opening day. And he was smiling. He was with everyone. I just love it. Like, I'm so glad that he was there. But at the same time, like my heart bled for him. I was like, I know this guy wants to be on that opening day roster and he wants to be there. And it's just, it's so tough. Luke Voigt is the hardo that we love and everybody else hates. Every team has that guy. Ours is Luke Voigt, where everyone else is going to hate him because they think he's like some dumb meathead hardo. He's like, Ugh, I'm tough enough to walk out to the foul line for opening day. And we're just like, no, we know why you're really doing this, Luke. It's because you live and die for this team. This team right. is everything to you. So you mentioned the foul line, and obviously this is, this is still Yankees related. It's not related to today, but it just reminded me of something. Do you remember when the Yes Network did um, the those videos with Mark Teixeira, foul territory? Oh, that was so long ago. 
eyes. I don't remember those at all. <laughs> I like vaguely remember them, but I do not remember I don't know specifics why that at just all. Came up. You, just, you just mentioned the foul line and it just reminds me because the beginning of that, he's literally standing in the corner between the foul line and the wall, which is like this big. And he's like, I can't, I can't fit. And that's when I learned that Mark Teixeira might be the funniest baseball player I have ever seen. I'm also going to, I'm just going to throw this out there and I'm putting a verbal trademark on it. I don't know if that's a real thing. I only did one semester of law school. So I don't know if verbal trademarks are a real thing, but I'm putting it on there. My Ann and I, our billion dollar idea was a food truck called foul ball spelled F O W L. And we yeah. were going to serve chicken fried truck. chicken. Yeah. Chicken truck. And we were going to go to all the baseball parks and that's going to be like, that's our chicken truck called foul ball. That's a billion dollar idea. Well, you know what? I won't take it from you because I don't really know how to cook. So it's all you. I don't know how to cook that either. Her other idea was a hot dog stand called uh, Doggy Style. And I thought that legally that might be a little dicey. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. I mean, it's funny. It's very funny. Was it supposed to be funny? Yes, definitely supposed to be funny. But oh, legally, I think, it's, I think it's a little dicey. <laughs> I would agree. I would agree. Yeah. Um, wow. Okay. That really, that really threw us off track. Uh, back on track. Yeah, back the to the time, Yankees. Like I would go to a food truck that was like that just so I could be like, yeah, uh, I just ate a doggy style and <laughs> it would just be hilarious. That'd be, it'd be like an Instagram tourist destination. Yeah. I exactly. would just drive it around New York city and, and Instagrammers from Brooklyn and all the influencers are going to be traveling all around the city trying to find this truck just so they can take a picture in front of it. What a good idea. That is a good. Billion, billion dollar ideas. I like we it. got I them. Like it a lot. We, just, we just don't know how to cook. That's okay. All right. Sorry. I didn't mean to get us off track a little bit, but it is. It was that was, still that was my fault. I brought up the food truck. Food truck. You, yeah, you brought up Mark Teixeira. Teixeira. Yeah, he's a Yankee, though. Mark Teixeira is a Yankee. That's on track. I went to the food truck. I think I'm going to go watch all those videos again tonight. So I will send some your way if I find them. Yes, <laughs> please. Where they are in the, in the bowels of the internet. I'll just have yes, to. Yes, please. Uh, what else? What else you got for the Yankees? Uh, really nothing else for the Yankees. We've covered uh, injuries. We covered the first game. Nothing that I have. I don't have anything else for them either. Uh, just one side note, Miguel Cabrera hit a home run today in a snow game and he yeah. couldn't even see the ball because it was so snowy. So he slid into second base. That was very funny. I enjoyed that quite a bit. I also think it's pretty funny how, um, you know, it was just of all people, like you could have predicted any of the Yankees in the lineup to get the first home run of the season. No, it was Miguel Cabrera. Yep. The 38 year old. Right. Who knew? Who knew? That just explains how weird 2021 is going to be as well. But that was pretty sweet. I watched the replay. And of course, it was off of Shane Bieber, too. Yeah. Um, so that's Shane Bieber he got knocked around a little bit today. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> I guess the Yankees started that trend, didn't they? Hey, so, um, yeah, I mean, it was it was pretty sweet. Uh, first day opening. I wanted to watch more games, but uh, MLB TV apparently is not my friend. So I um, guess I'm just going to sit here and in the silence all night and wallow over the first loss of the season. Yeah, we'll see. We, we can put your your zip code into the MLB TV and it'll tell you what teams are 
blacked out in your area. So we'll, we'll find out. Yeah, we'll find out. Um, Besides that for the Yankees going forward, we got Corey Kluber on Saturday and Domingo Herman on Sunday. Uh, Let's see some health. Let's everybody stay healthy. That's it. I'd like to see quality starts. Is that asking for too much this early? Just a quality start, six innings, three earned. No way. I don't think that's asking for a lot. I don't know if they're going to let the pitch counts get up that high, depending on maybe Kluber can work fast. I don't think Domingo is really going to be working that fast because he he throws a lot more pitches because he's more of a strikeout guy and Kluber is more of a soft contact guy. Um, So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah, we're just going to have to go with the flow. So fingers crossed, you know, obviously uh, everyone get wrapped up in bubble wrap after the game. Um, I think that's great. Uh, And then other than that, you know, just please ignore the haters on Twitter. I know it's so easy to get involved with them, James, but ignore. I know you will. I know you will. Yes, you. Me? As As if I didn't already write a top overreactions article? You did. Yep, about two hours ago. Great. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't Can't include work. tweets, though. I didn't include tweets. I didn't want to oh, call okay. anybody Can't out on the first day. Out. Saving those up. For yeah, sure. I, I didn't want to call anybody out on the first day. Let's just let's just all try to have a good time. Let's just be let's Keith just McPherson for a while. Let's all be Keith McPherson. Anytime we see people fighting on Twitter, we say, "Hey guys, that's not cool." I like that. Be like Keith. That's that's a good motto to have. Be like Keith. All right, I think that'll wrap it up for us today. Then. For this week? Yes. All right, then. We'll see y'all next week. Sounds good.